Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks. Because, because duality, duality is a thing. Yizzo. Ah! <laughs> Hello. Yiz fucking O. Hello. Motherfucking motherfuck. Yo, this is our fourth time trying to record this episode. I don't know what is going on, but God must want excellence from us. So she's making us do it over and over and over. Not again. again. You need to practice. I am Beyonce. I am God. I can't even believe this. I'm so mad. Anyway, how are you, Shani? I've heard it like eight Bitch, times you already. Re- so this just is, tell- we rehearsed this. Now I understand how plays and <laughs> movies work. I get it. <laughs> Go ahead, bitch. How you doing? Tell me. <laughs> I'm just going to. I'm I, I'm good. I'm good. No. No. Tell me how you're doing. <laughs> For real. Give me updates. Well. Um, I have been working with fear. <laughs> this has just turned into a Ayan Levant Sant episode. Um, you are a scary bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you are always yo real this, rap like, like this. Is, I I I have been doing some of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life in the past six months. So I I'm learning shit after this shit, my nigga. I'm gonna be like yo, Antoinette. We about to go rob a bank because I'm scared of nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all right, girl, let me know how that goes. (laughs) Like, uh, -uh, not today. No, I'm, I'm doing really. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, as we all know, if you don't know, like, god damn it, why aren't you listening to me? The Sable Collective is. A boutique that I've owned for two years. It was opened in North Philadelphia. It has been a passion of mine for these past two years and has taught me so many things about myself. And a lot of people in Philly and outside of Philly have embraced it and affirmed the work that I'm doing. And that affirmation has come in the form of acceptance into a new mall setting. So it's gone from like a mom and pop on, you know, in the hood basically to being front and center in a mall, one of the newest, largest malls in center city of Philadelphia. And we are part of the uniquely Philly section. So it's like representing Philadelphia businesses. We're one of three black woman-owned businesses probably in that entire motherfucking mall. So I have a lot of pressure. I have a lot of high expectations for myself. I want to represent the community honestly and 
just be dope as fuck and have great inventory in there. I want to have wonderful excellence as a business, even though I'm still learning business as I go. So, you know, I'm tempted to wake up and be terrified. I'm tempted to wake up and think about the worst possible things that could happen. I'm tempted to wake up and think that I'm going to fail. And I've been working with amazing, brilliant people that are assuring me and helping me be as prepared as possible for this um, business-wise on the back end. And one of my biggest fears on the personal side is having this eat me alive. I know so many incredible business owners that on the outside, everybody thinks they're successful. Everybody thinks they're happy. They look good. They seem to be making money, but they're miserable. They don't have real quality of life. All they do is work and a lot of their relationships suffer. And as a single mother, I'm, you know, I'm I'm terrified of that. I'm terrified of me losing myself in this pursuit of quote unquote success. So I've I had a little birdie whisper in my ear, spirit, ancestors, I don't know who it was. I was just doing something, thinking about this, and something said to me, you know what? You need to just start by being vegetarian. And when I thought of that, I flashed to Beyonce and how serious <clears throat> and dedicated she was to mm-hmm. her health and getting herself back in preparation for homecoming. And I mean, you know, she was also honest and said she probably did too much. But at the same time, I was super inspired by her preparation and her focus on her health. And she has a million people helping her. So, of course, I have to like scale it back to my own life. And so uh, what I plan on doing and what I'm asking of all of our listeners from the bottom of my heart, I really need your help. And so in all of August, I'm going to focus on myself. I'm going to meal plan. I'm going to sit down with the support group that I have in my life of really incredibly smart women and, and men and kind of map out what the schedule will be, who's going to pick up my daughter, By any means possible, ask for support and really dedicate myself to my own care and my own regimen so that I can, like, fucking ninja dodge and, and, like, figure out how to combat um, the pressure and the responsibility that is going to come to me with this business growing. So if you are also in transition come September and you want to be on this journey with me, I would love to talk about this with somebody that has experienced a major major transition and a weight of responsibility on top of, you know, motherhood and top of trying to maintain friendships and love. Um, please hit me up. Please email me at aroundthewaycurls at gmail.com just to share your experience offer some advice. If you're about to do the same thing, let's let's talk about it together. And I know there's so many like vegan and vegetarian women out there that know the recipes, know the ones that are easy, painless, and really, really fortifying. I need some recipes so that I could just like put something in a crock pot and like map out my meals. So that's not 
a place of worry or a place that I'm like not caring for myself. So send all of that and your good vibrations to me because all of August I am I'm like going in. That's the, that's how I would describe it. I'm going in so that I can show up in a way that I've never showed up publicly. So <sighs> that's a lot. And I said it 77 times, but <laughs> girl, and that, but that was the best time you said it. That was the best time. Shout out to you. Shout out to the practice. I am Beyonce. Yeah. Um, so that's what's going on with me. What's going on with you? I don't have that much going on. I, <laughs> you're going to make fun of me because I'm going to say this shit again. I had a sunburn. I was sunburnt. <laughs> I am sunburnt. But I am healing myself. And the way in which I'm doing I'm that is via it. Google. And Google told me, Shati, Shati doesn't believe me, but Google, t- <laughs> Google told me. Tradition he's picked up, but go ahead. The, the Native Americans, the indigenous people of this land here in America. Because uh, shout out, to, actually, I'm about to go on a tangent, but shout out to all the folks that are listening outside of the U.S., I was looking at the stats like, oh, my God. We have, I, did I even share this with you, Shawnee? You did. Yeah. Like, shout out to the folks in Kenya and Turkey and Republic of Korea. I don't know who you are, but shout out to you. Russian Federation, Indonesia. Iraq, like, Iran, Eucrasia. Yeah. Guadalupe, <laughs> Poland. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> Tanzania, like y'all banging. Shout out to y'all. Ukraine, Ukraine. I think, yeah, man, there's people in Ukraine rocking with us. Shout out to well, you. How do we study these the black women and the traditions Yo. of the biracial <laughs> girls and the way Stop. that they are living their lives? Stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, but for real, I have a sunbird, and so Google told me that the indigenous <laughs> folks of this land in America used to take. Whatever we put in black tea bags now, like whatever those leaves are, they used to take those leaves and treat burns with them. So it was they tobacco. Google suggested it's not tobacco. <laughs> Google suggested that I take tea bag. I basically take tea bag baths, <laughs> black tea. Specifically. So this nigga, how many so, tea bags did you have in a bag, <laughs> baby? Wait a minute, I didn't put the tea bag in the bag. <laughs> I hate you. Wait, I now I just now. Made an image of your ass in a bath with a bunch of tea and shit on your body. You are too much. A bunch. She had like five, or you just had like five floating black I tea bags. I didn't have any tea bags in there. What I did was I got my big old soup pot and I put like 10 tea bags in there and I boiled the shit out the water, let it sit, let it steep. Then I poured it in the tub and then I ran cold water to cool it off. And then I got in and just soaked. And I'm telling you, the this sunburn is now turning into a tan. I'm proud of you. Go ahead, Anton. You are always hating on me. And I know your brown is popping. I know your brown is popping right I now. I think that I'm just staining my skin. But I, I'll rock it. I, I think I might take these black tea baths quite often for the rest of my life. I think you just got hit with the okie doke. <laughs> No, it's really work. No, because my dad, when I I used to burn my hands on curling irons a lot because I was stupid. I was like dumb back in the day. And so my dad used to make me take hot tea bags and put it on the burn. 
and that would hurt really badly because it was hot. But then once it cooled off, I wouldn't have any burn left. Probably because I burned the skin off my finger. But no, <laughs> I it would like suck the heat out of it. Because when you have a sunburn or any kind of burn, your skin is actually hot. Like if you touch your skin after a sunburn, like it's actually heated. Anyway, this is working. You can hate on me. You can hate me now. You... Go ahead, <laughs> Antoinette. And your um, freckles probably also, popping. You probably a, a black man's a whole dream job. right now. A black Child. man that is no. self-hating and hasn't listened to brown skin by Beyonce. <laughs> you are the dream. <laughs> oh, I go on my trip today. Yay! That's a big deal. Yes. I fly out to, Bo- to Bali. I fly to LA, then to Sydney, then to Bali. So I'm hella excited. And I'm taking that raggedy route because I got my job to pay for it because I had to go to Australia for work anyway. So pray for me. 33 Mm -hmm. hours up in the air. Child, pray for me that there's enough movies and enough books. I need to buy a book. Well, ask (laughs) me some recommendations. Somebody recommend something. No, I want to read Chimamanda's first first jump. Half of a Yellow Sun. I don't know if that's our first one, but I need to read that because I was obsessed with Americana. It's beautiful. And I have that somewhere. You read Half of a Yellow yeah, Sun? Yeah, I think it's, ju- I, if I'm correct, it's a bunch of short stories. I remember eating that shit a lot. No, not that one. Half of a Yellow Sun, sun is a full novel. It's a full You what? don't know what a book is. <laughs> you don't know what we eat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was your book ass. Don't try and find don't, me a book. How dare you recommend a book to me? And you call it a book. <laughs> no, bitch. You still don't know what you talk about. If I recall, it's a collection of short stories. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. What's the one? No, it's not. I started it. I don't believe Nigga, so. Nigga, you only read three pages. <laughs> no, I read two chapters, asshole. And the little boy comes. He's like a servant to the old man's house. Don't make me Google it and play you with your Japanimation ass. <laughs> you want me to have a Japanimation moment so badly. You keep trying to bait me into it. Anyway, nope. I read the book and I don't remember it. <laughs> you don't remember nothing. Okay, well. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. Shout out to me. First solo travel. First single solo travel all by myself. Be gone for 22 days. Pray for me. You're going to find you an old lover. You're no, going to find you a white about. lover who's an expat who's tired of no. the white lost woman and wants to find a woke black woman that is traveling and free. Okay. That has that, freckles in the... He better keep looking. Cause that ain't no, why me. Why are you I'm not gonna give a white guy white any girls. play internet? Like, really? Why? What? What? That has nothing to do with our topic today. You're self-hating a little bit too. <laughs> okay. Well, um, that's just how it goes sometimes. I, it's not that. I just don't. I don't. Eh, whatever. Yo, but okay. Mm. I'm off topic, but I just want to say. I feel like white, young white guys are the new it. Like it went from the nerdy Don't white ups- guys. We had to, this is You're a whole other topic. All right, we're going to problematic go. things. No, 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 no. We got to talk about this because I just saw, <laughs> yes. what's her name? Christina Milan? 
Million. <laughs> Dina Million. I am over this. No. That ain't her fucking last name in the first place. So she, you know, she knows Williams. It's like Christina Williams or Christina Jenkins or some shit. She want to name herself Christina Million. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, she's pregnant with a white guy, and so is um. Cassie. Yeah. Listen. Yo, did you see the rumors that Diddy is date possibly dating Lori Harvey? I really hope that's not Who? true. Lori Harvey is Steve Harvey's stepdaughter oh. who's 22 years old. She's gorgeous, but she also dated Diddy's son. So that <laughs> that would be like what? I'm hoping that's not true. But Jesus and Mero said that it was happening. But they don't they just be talking shit. But then I went on the Googles and it was on peoplemagazine.com. I said, oh God. You know it's real then. This? No, TMZ ain't reported. That's that's oh. when you know it's real. This TMZ is true. be out in the field doing real journal they, journalism. They work with Apple and um Android. That's how they get all this. <laughs> we this is not the topic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Anthony, get anyway, on point. You you have the next topic. I'm looking at the outline. Stop. Telling people that this is not natural <laughs> and an intuitive conversation led by inspiration and and what's the word? What is the Luke. word? Limited vocabulary. <laughs> Motherfucking when you be just doing you you be off the dome with shit. That's how we flow. We don't have no goddamn script, bitch. <laughs> This is, don't be short. Listen, this is Alice. This is the Wizard of Oz. You can't <laughs> reveal. Well, please look at that it. That we try our hardest look. to be organized and entertaining. Please. <laughs> and, and you just derail us every right. time. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Next Christ. up, off the top of my head, unrehearsed, is our <laughs> culture corner. No, really. This is super important. Philadelphia, this is Philly stand up. This in tandem with our topic when we get to it about women supporting women, about us doing courageous and amazing things, making spaces for other black people. Shout out to Mayori Holmes, who is yes. the founder of Black Star Film Festival. Um, black Star Film Festival has Black Star Film Festival has been around for eight years. Um, and it is premiering starting this Friday, I believe, um, August 1st through the 4th. And basically, it's a four-day celebration. And it just showcases films that are all about the Black experience and Black folks of the diaspora. And um, along with, like, all of these film viewings, there are many um, panels and some incredible people have grown from Black Star Film Festival and have come to Black Star Film Festival and kind of validated the mission. Um, folks like Ava DuVernay, Saul Williams, Sonia Sanchez, Spike Lee's yes. little ass has even been on this stage. And yo, this has started like guerrilla style, grassroots, under the amazing magic of Maori Holmes. She just she just builds shit. 
Build it and they will come. And it's just getting better and better every single year. So if you're in Philly, if you're not in Philly, um, if you are into like film and black arts and you want to see some really great films and be amongst some really dope people, I recommend that you check out their website. We'll put a link up um, on the podcast so you can see the schedules of all the different films. But I'm super excited because when I get home, by Solange is going to be filming. Um, yes. She may or may not be there. You ain't heard that from me. I don't really know. Don't don't quote me, but that's a possibility. Um, Hip Hop, the songs that shook America, that's another documentary film that's going to be there. And it's produced by um, Questlove and Black Thought. So if you love hip hop, if you love the roots, I myself am one of those Philadelphians that aren't stands for the roots but i digress but this oh my why i just keeping it real oh annoying so that's but i i will go see it and i will be all up in quest love's face like hey um right (laughs) because i'm raggedy Raggedy. and i love him i love what they do i love what they how they put philly on the map but no matter how hard i try i just can't like Nod my head and be hyped for Roots albums, some some songs. But anyway, and last but not least, um, something that's going to be probably really, really interesting and far out um, is As Told to God Thyself. And this is directed by Uma Korma, Bradford Young, Terrence Nance, Mark Thomas, and Kamasi Washington. And... It's a short film that talks about like sacred youth and the cosmic journey, whatever the fuck that means, but I'm totally into it. So it's probably out there and crazy, but probably really, really beautiful. So check out the lineup. Come support Black Star Film Festival. Philly is on the map. Black women are creating, owning, building, and macheting space for motherfuckers. So let's Amen. Let's support. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> that is wonderful. It is. I, I have always wanted to go, but it really popped off after I left Philly. So I need to come back next year and be there, be in the mix. Yeah. Um, speaking about black people doing dope shit, our queen, Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce, has given <laughs> us another album. And I personally really love the album. I'm in I'm in here just getting jiggy to it. Like I am I wake up, I put on the album and I'm just like dancing around my room and acting a rank fool and I plan on blasting it while I'm on vacation in my little private villa thing. But she, she gave villa. us the gift. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she gave us the gift. Um, she called it a love letter to Africa. And it is attached to Disney. And what I really like about it is that I think she was intentional about giving these art. Like, I think she was intentional about looking at the fact that she has this Disney platform. She has her platform. And Disney is going to attract many different demographics. And so she did her research and pinpointed artists that she wanted to highlight from the continent. And even with just the album, with her album, like I've been going to their sound 
not SoundCloud. There's like Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, their pages and listening to their stuff and just like getting more immersed in them. And then, you know, looking up artists that are similar to them. And it's helped. It's like opened my mind up because unfortunately I don't, I might hear the music like if I'm out, but I don't necessarily know who the artists are or how I can support them. So I'm just, I'm really impressed by her and she's gotten pushback about it. She's gotten some criticism. I heard it was a flop. Um, First of all, what? why are you speaking about our queen like that? I um, heard it was a flop. I love the album. I thought it was great. It reminded me, it feels like the same production as um the Black Panther, but also I'm ignorant. I'm like, this well, African music, this <laughs> it sounds yeah. like the same people uh, made this as a Black Panther. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> well, the same criticism, <sighs> the similar criticism is um, that Black Panther got is what she's getting is that, you know, Black Panther missed the opportunity to really include African artists and artists from the continent, whereas her album features them heavily. But there's no, there's no East African representation. Um, and so part of people's issue is that she's they're saying that, you know, oh, well, it's a love letter to the continent, which in itself is like difficult because it is a continent it's not a country so there and it's a it's a huge continent you fit like two americas in that bitch but it it the lion king's visuals i didn't know this but the lion king's visuals are apparently um heavily influenced by kenya and so people are annoyed that there were no kenyan or east african artists included in the album and that the only music really included in it is what Americans look at as quote unquote Afrobeat, but Afrobeat does like encompasses so much more than what's on that album. I hear that criticism. I respect it. I'm not East African. I can understand how someone wants to feel represented, but I also acknowledge the work that she did. I acknowledge the intention (laughs) behind it. And I'm really grateful to her for it because it's opening my mind up. Um, and I don't think it's fair to put all of that on to one person in one project. Like, my thing is, if you're listening to Beyonce's album, you like, and you really believe that that is all, Af- Af- all the music in Africa, then there's something wrong with you. Like, obviously, there's so many more countries <laughs> on that continent that you, and you can't put it all into one project. Maybe it was an oversight on her part. I don't know. I don't think. But I. Yeah, I think she was trying to go with what was popular. Like African pop, Afrobeat. And I don't even know if it's called Afrobeat. But this this African sound that's big right now is like. I feel like it's globally popular. It's hitting Mm -hmm. charts all around the world. Whereas. East African music or Kenyan music is not as globally recognized. Maybe in the local areas or in the, you know, they have their artists that are well known, but I don't know if it's globally known. Well, that's part of the criticism. It's like this would well, have been a great opportunity. S- she trying to, you know, Beyonce's like, what's hot? Whatever is hot, I'm going to collaborate with you. If you're not hot, then. I'm not going to. But I to. think it was a little more than that. I think it's I think it's a what's hot, what can I what what's what I think it's a definitely what will sell. 
definitely. But I also think it was she was looking at it as an opportunity to give people part of her platform. Um, so I don't know. I hear the criticism, but I love the album. I hope y'all are all rocking the album and listening to they it are. and dancing and getting it your does, life. It has low streams. It's not. It's not banging hip hop and R and B. Well, I don't know where you're getting that from, and that's really upsetting me. You better Google it, baby. I am right now. (laughs) 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 Don't upset me. another thing that's coming from Beyonce and it ties in to what we're going to talk about tonight is like a lot of people are upset about the brown skin girl song and like... like I I have not heard this criticism. Why? Because she like... Because Beyonce is, you know... Aesthetic is blonde hair and light skin. What the fuck she know about brown skin girls? And she, like, I don't know. I don't really know. That's what I think is happening. But, you know, it's this kind of like, why is she talking about brown skin girls? Bitch, you Creole. Why can't she? Uh, I just have to push back on you. I'm reading something on Complex, and it says that Beyonce nabs the third billboard Top 10 album of the year with The Lion King, The Gift. So it is streaming and it is doing well. You're just an awful person who is trying to spread fake news. Does she give you (laughs) money? She she pays me You need to be on her. (laughs) I would love to work for Parkwood. You should. You should be her representative. I would rep her. And I I would just do logistics, honey. I'd make sure the gear gets to where it needs to be. Don't put Listen me. to me. Um, Beyonce the Lion King <laughs> album flops with 50k in sales. I don't know. This could be fake news. Well, I'm on Complex and it's saying that it's ne- doing well on the Billboard charts. Beyonce's Lion King Billboard.com. Beyonce's Lion King the Gift debuts at number 2 on Billboard. Oh, this out here. I'm I'm just looking at fake news. That's where I get all my news from. I also Child. Get it also says that <laughs> Trump is but the, I, an alien. Back so. to the brown skin girl <laughs> thing. I just feel like why can't she celebrate? The I don't understand. And there's so many women who are so grateful about for that song. I think it's even more power. I mean, I know that some people might feel like it. it I know. I, oh, I fear that some people might be like, "Oh, it's condescending. Like we don't need her to do that." But I really believe that she feels in her heart that she wants to celebrate different hues of her. I love Kelly Rowland. She's always said that Kelly Rowland is the most beautiful she woman is more that beautiful she's ever than me. seen. She can never get more attention from me. When I, I know she's prettier, but she you can never be me. But do you? how do you feel about that? Like, Do you think that she shouldn't be able to no, write that kind of song? Absolutely not. Like, what? No. Madonna needs to make a song about brown skinned girls. Everybody Who? should be singing about brown skinned women. Like black, everybody should be talking about black women. Black women need to be talking about black women, and Asian women need to be talking about black women, and everybody does it. Let's make these songs about it. My daughter well, sings this up. song fifteen times a day. Aww. She's out here talking about brown skin girls. Shout out to you, Beyonce. That makes me so happy. I mean. Maybe it's a shame that there might have been like India Ari who won't get the plays that she got, but mm-hmm. no, that's real. Like, but I'm saying that's not Beyonce's fault. It is. Like, but. that's a systemic issue. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's- hey. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Since we're talking about how everybody needs to be talking about brown-skinned women, let's talk about brown. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about black, women. black women. We, Antoinette got a sunburn. She's being very humble and modest. <laughs> she got a sunburn because she was out here slinging all the goods like Madeline Wood with me at Curl Fest. Yes. So she helped me vend. We were vending at Curlfest, the Sable Collective, um, my business, open on September 19th. <laughs> um, we were vending, and this is our third year vending at Curlfest. Mm. And for those that do not know, Curlfest was started by the Curly Girl Collective. And the Curly Girl Collective is a group of five friends that from just sheer love and networking and their own individual skill sets have been producing major festivals centered around black women and natural hair. So the branding is around like hair and it just attracts a whole bunch of Beautiful black women that frolic in the grass and listen to music and vend and eat and take pictures and be fly and compliment each other. And I'm saying that all in no way, like, what's the word? Like, that is the truth. I'm not over-exaggerating. That is the mood. No, it's wonderful. That is what happens. And it's been going on for three or f- three years Um And this third year is the first year that they moved from Prospect Park in Brooklyn to Randall Island, which is in in Harlem or in Manhattan, closer to Manhattan. Manhattan is its own island and Randall's Island is on the side of it. But go ahead. Um, So, you know, there were different, there were changes this year. And similar to many... DIY festivals, Curl Fest started just by sheer social media presence and like an organic tribe of women following and being about the brand and the event. It was free. So it was first branded as like, hey girls, we're meeting up in a park. We're going to picnic, get together, be great, look fly, take pictures. 
that was a great success. So the next year they did the same thing. And it, each year they exponentially grown in their attendance. So it went from like, you know, a thousand to five thousand to ten thousand. Mm -hmm. The year before this year, over thirty thousand women attended the park. So naturally, they have started making ticket sales. And as they should. As they should. Naturally. Because they're working. They're working hard. They are having major sponsorships and respect and validation by companies that are like, yo, you're bringing in our demographic. You can directly attract them and touch them. Please, let me pay for this. Let me make this. This is light work. Take this money. So their tickets have been... For, for Prospect Park, which is just like an open park, there's no gating or anything. The tickets were just centered around, or what's the word? The incentive to buy a ticket was to get a gift bag. So with a ticket, mm -hmm. you get a gift bag that's just like jam-packed with free samples. Mm -hmm. So this year at Randall Island, they had a lot of logistical problems last year in the open park. It was a hell as a vendor to do that. I got tickets by the police. Like, we had to drive into the park, but it's illegal to drive into the park. So, like, what the fuck? They were being smart and strate strategic and also really considering how to make the best experience for attendees. So, they decided to take it to Randall Island, which was an easy way to get there. And it provided enclosed area so that those that bought tickets and all of the vendors had a space to frolic. And because it was enclosed, tickets were mandatory. So you needed to buy a ticket to get in, and you got your gift bag. Um, Antoinette, do you want to keep going from here? I mean, I you. this is my first time attending Crowfest. So I'm someone that, um, for a living, I produce events. I produce large-scale events. Um, for my job. And um, first, I would like I would like to say that when I got there, I, I couldn't have been more proud of, of those women. And I know them. Um, I met them years ago before they were like who they are now. And they were always, they were, they were brewing. They were like, we want to do something. We don't quite know what it is. And they all met at Temple University. And so I just want to shout them out, like Sharice, Simone, Tracy, Gia, and Melody. Like, Tracy, they are right? doing their did things, and they. I said Tracy. I'm sorry. Um, I did right. Yeah, I hope. Um, but they're doing their thing because they all have nine to fives, and so I think that people think that these women are just like work. This is their only thing that they're doing, and like that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, and as someone who puts on events. I got there and my logistical mind was going where I'm looking at the branding, which was flawless. It was beautiful. I'm looking at the layout of how they're thinking about flow, how they're thinking about the flow of like actual attendees. Will everybody be able to get to a vendor if they want to? If there's a long line for a vendor, will that line impede another vendor? I'm looking at the food trucks, how the food trucks were located in the shaded area so that people could sit and eat their food 
take a little break, get out of the sun. I'm looking at where the stage was. It was in the place where there was the most room for people to dance and have a great time. They had an art space. I'm looking at how the vendors were treated, how that woman was coming around, gathering everybody's phone number, making sure that she was in communication with folks, how everybody had the correct space. They had their tables. I'm just thinking of all the logistics. I'm also thinking about the permits that they had to get. I'm thinking about everything from, from the fans that they gave out for free that had their branding on it to the stage set up to the layout. Like, this is a, such a serious labor of love, and I don't think that people understand how much red tape. <laughs> you, like, there's so much red tape when you want to do anything, especially when you want to do something in New York City because of all kinds of legality that the average person just doesn't even think about. So I was so impressed. I was so impressed with how they set everything up. They had two bars, like, they had a ATM in case people needed change. Like it was just really well done, um, and I was, I, we were located or the Sable Collective was located by the front, and so there were people lined up very early. Obviously, they wanted to get in and get their probably get a spot by the stage um, early enough or whatever, and um, there was. I think that. Whoever was handling the security, there was a breakdown and the security guards, security officers decided that they were no longer going to scan tickets. They were just letting people in because they were overwhelmed by how many people were there. So unbeknownst to the ladies of the Curly Girl Collective, this is happening because these ladies are on stage. They're running their festival. They have no idea that these people took it upon themselves to and, and, and to just make their own rules. And they have and and what drives me crazy is people don't understand the ripple effect that happens. So like when I hire vendors for my events. I am so explicit with what I need, how I need it, and why I need it. And they still sometimes just disregard what you're telling them because they don't have a real stake in it and they don't understand the ripple effect. So these security officers decided to let folks in and now people are pissed off because they're seeing people who don't, didn't have tickets get in and now there's not enough gift bags, whatever, whatever, whatever. So people are upset. And I'm not saying that there's no right to be upset. I'm just saying that there's a way to do it. And the women came out and immediately recognized that this was a problem, even though it was not their fault. By any means was this their fault. They immediately came out, issued a statement, thanked everyone for their support, explained their mission, their vision, and then even set up a system in which will give folks refunds if they were supposed to receive a gift bag. Now, the real backlash is that the people who... there Obviously, there was a lower-tier ticket that was just entrance, I believe. And people are pissed off that they're not going to receive a refund. But it's like, you entered the space and you got what you paid for. Who cares if Boo Boo the Fool entered and they didn't pay? You did the right thing. Fuck Boo Boo the Fool. Like, you paid for a service 
And you got it because it was a beautiful day. Everybody had a great time. So why just because Joe Schmo over there got it for free, are you sitting there with, with your lip poked out? Like, I go to stores all the time. Negroes steal in stores. I'm not mad because I'm paying for my jacket. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And the dismissal and the kind of just... It's just so easy to just throw someone under the, under the bus and to do it in such a public way. So we're like these girls are not let, let me like these girls are not just thinking about their attendees. They have they have to be in control of the vendor that's actually putting up the stage, the vendor that's getting all the tables for the vendors, the tents for the vendors, the the all the food trucks, all of the brand, all of the brands that are giving the, these items away for free, all of the sponsorships, all of the permit. Like there's so much to, that goes into it and they just throw all that hard work away and dismiss these girls and their hard work. And these girls are providing us a service because whether we like it or yes, we're paying for it, but they're providing it for us. What they're doing is so necessary and because you're mad, you just, I just, I'm just so really turned just off the, the, by The it. way that it went down, the way that I realized that people were um, so upset about this, where there were a couple of people at the, the day of the event that were like, yeah, man, they were just letting people in. I bought a ticket and now I just realized they're letting people in. So some people remarked about it, but there that wasn't like the that wasn't the vibe or what the topic of discussion was when I saw attendees. But the following day on Instagram, that's where the Curly Girl Collective addressed the issue. And addressed it Apologized, beautifully. offered a solution. Can you read it? And, you know, asked for some understanding. And then... Can you read it? What? Wait, Shanti, can you read it? Because I think this is really well done. Yeah, so... This is what they posted on their Instagram. Hey, guys, we want to extend our sincere apologies to anyone who did not receive their gift bag yesterday. We are absolutely devastated to hear about what happened and to hear about the experience some of our guests had with the ticket scanning or lack thereof that should have been happening the entirety of the event. We are working on a refund process as we speak and will be contacting guests within the next few days to rectify the situation. While many decisions that led to this were made without our knowledge or approval, at the end of the day, you are our guests, and the responsibility is on us to deliver what was said. And we didn't. We are truly sorry for what happened and are already working on refunds for bags not received. And then they gave some information about how you can process to get your gift bag. Um, yeah, that to was fill missed. out a gift bag case form please visit url the fact that the very next day they had a web designer come up with a url like design a page and so that means after they worked that entire event they were still working into the wee hours of the morning to try to fix this it's just like you can't be mad at that like that's still good customer service there is a certain amount of um responsibility that they are taking on there's ownership of it you know they're just not like oh well the securities fall oh you know like like i feel like they are handling this way better than afropunk handled their situation last year so it's like what what are we really mad at why are we tearing these girls down and their event down publicly that's my real issue like to do it publicly like their sponsors see this 
This is something that I would think that our community wants to see grow and get better. You know, like, why don't you offer suggestions? Why don't you? There was a young lady who wrote, hey, please check your DM. And immediately I saw that they wrote, checked and responded. Like, they're on it. All you have to do is approach approach situations with grace. And it's not just even, it's not just about the Curly Girl Collective. It's about us supporting each other in this way in general. Whether it's the Sable Collective, the Curly Girl Collective, whether it's fucking, I don't, I don't know, fucking Magic Johnson Theater, I don't know. But we just have to hold each other down and give each other grace. Like, and we have to do it in a responsible way and know that there's always eyes watching us. So why, why, why are we just ripping each other apart? I don't get it. We would not have a curl fest if they didn't give us one. And people are, I'm, I ain't never coming again. I did, like, it's just like, well, then don't come. We don't want you there. It's not the space for you. This is a celebratory event. Like, I, what's a, what are you doing in your life? Well, that like that, leads, that even compares to this exactly. So that leads us to the topic of today. Just to clarify, <laughs> what the fuck we're talking Sorry, about? Internet. I'm, <laughs> <pissed. laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad for um, them. Today we, because of this incident, because of this response, um, and also you know just even the whole Beyonce thing, and even in. My personal life, like, what does it mean for women supporting women? And I think a lot of us think that we are a part of and actively supporting women, especially women that are high profile, such as Beyonce, Michelle Obama, um, Mm -hmm. you know, what's her name? Um... Serena Williams, mm-hmm. all of these high-profile women that are repping for black women, repping for feminism, and, you know, the whole Me Too movement has blown up, and now everybody is ingesting these values, and everybody is liking all of the women, especially virtually social media that represent this and commenting and, you know, are invested what it seems like they're invested, but like, are we really supporting each other? It's so easy to like Beyonce or to like Serena. um, But are we really supporting the women closest to us? Are we, do we even know what it feels like? to be sub- supported ourselves, what to speak of support other women. So we just wanted to kind of dive in and invite everybody listening to do the same thing and to really figure out how we can support each other and how we can check ourselves before we trash each other before we cancel each other so quickly before we're like almost merciless with each other right. because support is some support is like another word for love like when you love somebody do you just throw them away when they make a mistake especially after they have you know apologized and shown some accountability do you just cut them the fuck off like how, how is this working um 
And I feel similar to you when it comes to this whole curly girl. Like, it really upset me. It really upset yeah. me. Yeah. Because I know. And they had a second event the very next day. The roller, the, the roller set. Like, the roller skating event. I, like they, I think a lot of people have no idea what it takes to produce things. None. People have no idea the amount of work and the things, all the T's that have to be crossed and I's that have to be dotted to make, to, to, to hold space for over 30,000 women. Right. Like, right. this ain't on a fucking and Google Drive. space that drive. doesn't exist. Like, this is that, a space that does not exist. So, mm-hmm. let's just jump into that. Um, and internet, I ask you, what what do you think it means to support women as a woman? I think what does it, it mean to support I, another woman? For me, I think it means showing up, and in, in the in the way that that person needs you to. I think it means um, showing up in the way that you can. I think that it means. Giving people grace. I think that it means holding people accountable. Um, but really just showing up in whatever way, shape, or form that you can. Like, I have girlfriends who are all doing really incredible things. Like, so my homegirl, um, Jade of All Jades, is she's starting, for instance, she's starting a cooking show, right? Jade of all jades, starting a cooking show, and who's helping her produce the cooking show? Hey, Fran, hey. Fran doesn't have any stakes in this cooking show, but that's her homegirl, so she's showing up for her in the way that she needs. Jade, on Loudspeakers Network. Who's on Loudspeakers Network? The Reed. The Reed has Jade and Kia opening up for them. Like, it's just... The chef Santana, who was on She's Gotta Have It. Santana was a chef. Jade is a chef. I knew both of them. You guys have to get together. You have to meet. You have to meet. Boom. They start for the culture catering. Just cater for Kevin Bacon and his wife. Like, these Kevin are the ways Bacon we have to show up. Kevin Bacon and his wife? Yes. Kevin yes. fucking Bacon? First That's of all, what where I'm has saying. Been? So That's amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. But, like, so when they're having a, um, an event... When they're catering Makosa's cookout and they need a money girl, yeah, I'm going to show up. And I don't expect anything in return because when they win, I win. Yes. When they win, I win. Because yes. in all honesty, my thing is they're making space for people like me. They're making space for the next brown chef for Kevin Bacon to reach out to. They're making Crystal and fucking... At Crystal and fucking Greg uh, Fury, they made space for all these black podcasters. Yes. To keep it real, so why would I not want to see them win? Why would I? Why would I not be happy that they're getting a show on HBO? Why would I not celebrate that? Yes, there's space for all of us. I just don't get it. And there's so, Chanti, you and I both know there's so many people that we came up with that have far surpassed us. If you want to look at success rates and and numbers and stats, and I we I couldn't be happier for them. I'm not mad. Like, I'm not mad. You and I talked about, I sat there and talked to you and was like, we need to do an event in the park years ago. And then boom, Curly Girl Collective, we have a Crow Fest in Prospect Park. I was like, oh shit, banging. And they're doing it. Good for them. Like, I just, I don't, I do understand where this kind of hate 
comes hating comes from because we all feel it. We all get that tinge of like, well, why am I not there? What am I doing wrong? When is it going to be me? But we have to combat that. Like, I think a real holding someone down, you really have to combat that and you have to show up for them regardless and really, truly want the best for them. Because we'll all get better if, if, if one person gets better. And I think that make, making sure that you invest your time and your energy in people that will give back, that will bring the next people along, that will make sure that there's space for all of us. That's why I don't really fuck with Nicki Minaj because everybody talking about <laughs> this is off the this is off the but the, everybody talks about how she's like doesn't want other female rappers yeah. no, to like yeah. have their shine. It's yeah. like I can't fuck with that. Like yeah. put people on yeah. their space, their space. That's a long winded answer, but that's my answer. We have to support people. We have that's why the Sable Collective is so dope. Sable. It's a space. <laughs> it's a space. Where all of these women of color who are business owners, they have their stuff highlighted and celebrated. It's a space where like you can come and get the best of of people's products that you would never even know of. Like how the, Shanti. Yes. You went to Curl Fest. I'm so sorry, but you went to <laughs> Curl Fest, right? You are the owner of the Sable Collective. The Sable Collective is moving. Therefore, you had to close your first storefront in order to make space for the new storefront. Your sole income right now is vending, correct? Yes. So look at what these girls are making space for. No, I like it's not just a it's about so much more than just an event. Like they're putting money in pockets of single mothers. That's going to enable you to do whatever you have to do for Joe to pay for her her school tuition. That's going to enable you to buy her those sneakers that she needs cuz she's growing. This is what I'm saying. It's it's we have to just continue to support one another because once once the money, once the respect, once all these things are within our community, it's just going to circulate and we're all going to be better as a result. So I just I, I know I'm I'm on my soapbox, but that's just where I'm at. That's where I'm at, child. Anyway, what does it mean for um <laughs> What does it mean? Whatever you just said. Whatever you had just said, I agree. I agree. No, definitely. I definitely think that it's um I definitely think that it is showing up in any way and having the self-awareness to show up for women in your life and in whatever way they need it. You know, I have um it, it doesn't always have to be around business. It could be mm. around, you know, somebody just had a child. What what does that person need? Or your girlfriend? I don't know. I you that that's that is the self awareness that you kind of need um, in figuring out what the women in your life, what the women in your community are really needing, and it gets a little tricky. For me, when I think about support in my life and women supporting mm -hmm. me, um, I, th I feel like for black women, this, this 
identification and this kind of toxic toxic relationship that we have with identifying as the superwoman makes it really mm. hard to ask for help and to be supported. I feel like so many of us, yeah, girl, yeah, we're supportive. I'm a supportive person, but I don't always ask the for the support. I feel a lot of us yeah. be the first one to be like, yeah, girl, I'm doing this. Da, 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 da. But when it comes to being like, yo, I really need help with my daughter or like I'm really, really terrified of this business that I have and it eating me alive. And I'm really scared that I won't be able to be a good friend and show up. And like I'm already drowning and I can't show up for my friends. And I'm it's really hard for me to articulate that. And, you know. All of these things, when, when, especially for single mothers, when you're just so used to doing stuff for other people, is it can be really hard to ask for support. And when you're a business and you have this uh, persona that you have everything together, you know, it takes a lot of vulnerability and a lot of grace and a lot of humility and a lot of, lot of you know, intention to be like, yo, I fucked up. I didn't get this order out to you on time. Let me give you this along with right. it. Let me give you $5 off your next, um, you know, visit. Fuck it. Let me give this to you free along with a handwritten note because I'm sorry. And, you know, I, I need your support. I still need your support. I need I need you to understand that a mistake was made. And I feel like we and in, in in the case of the Curly Girl Collective, it's like, yeah, we want to support everybody when they're winning and when they're shining. Mm -hmm. But when somebody's made a mistake and they've crossed you in some kind of way. Like, and it wasn't even their fucking mistake. But Ugh. still, I mean, but they're, in, but they're, in, in all time, like, this is cancel culture. This is cancel culture. Everybody's mad at, you know, everybody somebody, because right. somebody was human and vulnerable and revealed that they're ignorant in some way or that they aren't in alignment with, like, this, you know, society's whatever, collective lexicon or whatever the fuck people are talking about these days it's like oh my god she's canceled oh my god they fucked up i'm never coming back to you again like right. because i think what it does is that it 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 immediately puts a mirror back to us like just like you said yeah we're like yeah girl i support you but when you get a little so sliver of their humanity or that they fucked up it's like I don't know if it's envy. I don't know if it's it relieves you of your responsibility to be great for you to just be like, oh no, I ain't. I'm never coming back to you again. I'm not. I'm not dealing with you again. It's like really super wet. Really super wet. And we're never gonna get ahead doing that ever. Not a million years. Good luck. But I just, I'm just curious as to what's behind that. What is behind that? And I think you hit it on the head. I think you hit it on the head when it is this scarcity um, yeah. mindset. It's yeah. this idea of that scarcity in not only resources, but scarcity in like grace and redemption and like the power of people 
changing or the power of forgiveness or the power of like, I don't know, like what can possibly happen if they all responded like, it's okay, you know, next time. Or no. I don't know if right. it's okay, no, it's not but like okay. next time, right. next time, this is our recommendation for next time or like. Thank you for rectifying this. I will be back right. next year. Thank you for this message. Thank you for taking having accountability. Yes. Like uh, when people mess up, there's they can't go back in time. No. And that, this is something that we have to learn for all aspects of our lives. They can't. The only thing they can do is change the behavior. Right. That's all you can ask them to do. So if people are doing that, then why are you still mad? You have to make space in your heart for something else other than anger and resentment. You holding on to that is only blocking your blessings and blocking all of our blessings, especially when you're doing that shit in public, especially when you fucking with people's money and their sponsorships. Like I got that raggedy haircut that I hated. I never posted where I got my haircut. You want to know why? Because there were... Every other woman in that hair salon was happy with their haircut. They look fabulous. Mine just didn't turn out right. So why would I tell all my followers? Now, if I had a bad experience and the people treated me unfairly, I told them, you know, I had a, maybe something racial happened. I don't know. They're like, I, we're not doing your hair. We don't do your kind of hair. That's very different. That's when it's like, oh, really? Well, you shouldn't be in business because you don't even know how to act. Other than an honest mistake. We just... I, and even when it's not about business, I'm serious. Even when it's not about business, because I've had to check my, I, I consider myself someone who I am very, I, I try to be very supportive of the people that I love and that I have intimate relationships with and friendships with, um, you know, I'll, I'll hop on a bus to Philly if somebody needs me, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up some boxes and shit. If somebody's having an event, whatever the case is, like, I got you. I believe in you. I, we can do this, but I'm not as good. Um, I think collectively, I think that I could do more for the people that I don't have intimate relationships with or for like the general, like we can all win. And I'm I'm noticing that that like the stakes aren't as high for me because I don't have a I don't have a personal relationship with the person. So I just am like, well, work it out. I work have to work hard too. So you gotta work. You know, like I'm just not as willing. And so there was a situation at my house where I have a you know, it's New York, it's like a building, and the young lady underneath me, you know, her and I never quite gel. We had like an awkward relationship a little bit there was a time when she only would speak to my ex and wouldn't speak to me so I really didn't like her but like I I heard her downstairs it's like two three in the morning and she's screaming get off of me get off of me get out get the f off of me like obviously stuff is slamming around and I'm like oh shit shit's going on I know that she lives with her man. I hope everything's okay. And I was going to just like ignore it. And then I was like, what if she's not okay though? Because it was going on and on. And I just, the first instinct in me was not to help her. And I was really ashamed by that. Just because, you know, I'm like, well, we don't have a good relationship. Like I don't really fuck with her like that. So, and it's like, what kind of whack ass shit? Like that was so corny to me. So instead 
I went downstairs. I knocked on the door. Are you okay? Do you need anything? And we don't have a close relationship. So the next day I saw her, hey, girl, you good? Okay, keep it pushing. But in that moment, I wanted, I, I, how would I have lived with myself if something really went down and really was wrong? You know? Mm-hmm. Like we, we just have to do better. We have to support each other better. It even goes to like parenting, how you know. People are like, oh, that's not my business. That's not my child. It's like, what the, f-? yes, it is. Yes, the fuck is. Like we have to help each other. Like you having JoJo, you should have help. There's so many women in your life, in your in our both of our lives that have children. So why are why is it not community? I just saw Erinism's post about how she's terrified because her child's father is moving across the country because he has a a job opportunity and she would never hold him back because it's gonna it's gonna better their family. But now she's worried if she's gonna be enough. If you see that, connect with her. You're worried if you're going to be enough. Maybe you two together can be enough for your kids. I just feel like we don't seek out the opportunity. I think because uh, we we don't, I think a lot of it is because it's our own values, our own, how we value ourselves. Yeah, you can easily tear somebody else down if you don't, if you don't find any worth in somebody else, then you probably don't find that worth in yourself you can easily tear and cancel somebody down like you have a false narrative of what's going on with your damn self you know and we're all guilty of it like we are on our soapbox right now but we're all guilty of thinking that there's not enough for all of us and like that's Mm -hmm. how they get us that's how they right. get us because it's not our nature, especially for black and brown people. It's not our nature to have this scarcity dog eat dog way of being. We don't know that shit. But we've accepted We're it taught. over the years and have been conditioned to it. But it's always been a collective effort for fucking survival, like for survival. Mm-hmm. This is like humanity here. And it's, for black people, it's resistance. By any means necessary, we like have to support each other. Resistance. Mm-hmm. If, we're, if we it's don't so, have pistols and shit, but we, we have the power of our words and to like hold each other up, even when we're fucking up in some areas. I think it's interesting, too, that you say that because it is conditioning because just like we're taught, like that's what Chimamanda Adichie Ngozi was getting at in her quote on Beyonce's, you know, and that's a part of her TED talk, but on Beyonce's Flawless when she said, you know, girls are taught to compete against one another and it's not a healthy form of competition. And that is so true. It's like every movie there's... You know that we watch. There's two. There's a villain, and she's trying to get the guy. And then there's a the the good girl, and she's trying to get the guy. Everybody. It's just like the stepsisters are at each other in Cinderella. It's just like always. There's not enough. There's not enough. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? And we can. That's bullshit. We have to get rid of that toxic way of thinking. We have to, because. We ain't never, with the way this world is going, baby, Trump out here, he's attacking all kinds of motherfuckers. This dude is attacking, what's his name? Elijah Cummings. What the fuck you, how do you attack him? He's marching with Dr. King. 
calling Baltimore a rat-infested, fucked-up-ass city. Oh. And do, he did. And you want to know what? And his goddamn son-in-law owns half the property in Baltimore and has mad sightings for having basically living conditions that are not pass. What is it like passing standard? What's it called? Yeah. Whatever the, what's it called when they cut inspection? So having like too much rodent infestation and all kinds of shit. And that's your damn son-in-law called the whole city of uh, Baltimore, a damn rat infested place. Like this is the shit that we're up against. Shit is getting real. And we're too, we're, we're not even smart enough to recognize how real it is and how necessary spaces like Crowfest, like Sable, like just having a fucking space to come home and have girlfriends sitting in your living room, building community, cooking a meal for one another and your kids playing in the other room, how important that is, how necessary it is. I drown when I'm when I'm by myself. We all drown. It's not you. You we, will right. drown when you're by yourself. You will We're not meant to go through this thing alone. No. And you will you the only way we can be great is together. Like we need each other. And I I know this to be true. I know it to be true. And we yeah. can all do better. And it should just be a daily practice to meet that that sliver of negativity and worry and anxiety and it's basically fear and jealousy well fear and, and is rooted jealousy. in jealousy it's it's rooted yeah. in, je- in f- rather jealousy is rooted in fear to be to be so willing to think that you are somehow bettering yourself by putting somebody else down number one oh sh- and um Sorry, I just got scared that something terrible happened, but it didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's a daily practice. This It's spiritual work, even. That's spiritual work. When we talk about what the work is, when we talk about doing our work, bitch, don't put that comment up. And when that thought comes in your mind of like, oh, my God, that should be me. No, you you bless that woman's opportunity. You bless that woman's comeuppance. And you know that there's space for you, that it, yours is coming as well. And you keep it moving and we keep growing and we energetically shift this shit because it, it's, it's not natural and it's not sustainable. That's my word of the, of the month. It is not sustainable. <laughs> it isn't. <sighs> it, you are absolutely right. It's not, not, the, not with how we're going. Well, and we just, yeah, we just have to take a breath. <laughs> I think, I, I, for real, I think I, I, you have to take it, like, because I, I can get, honestly, you've seen me get on my white woman where I'm like, oh, this is unacceptable. This is not what I paid for. I'm about to go off. But it's like, take a breath and figure out the best way to get what you want. Because a lot of times it's counterproductive. A lot of times if you meet people with, nasty energy or something if if you even if it's a friend you feel like your friend did you dirty you feel like or your friend's not pulling the weight or whatever the case is mom dad if you have some type of grievance there's a way to go about getting what you need without one airing all the dirty laundry and two canceling folks and just being negative and mean yeah what's that meme you just posted about canceling people like canceling season is over we're 
putting them in a oh, corner yeah. and letting them get their shit together than bringing them We're back. We're recycling out. them. We're recycling them. <laughs> you got to recycle. Recycling, because Shanti says it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. So we have to recycle these. We have to recycle our plastics and we have to recycle our people. And start. I don't know. That's just that's just what we got to do. Well, you know what? Internet, thank you for supporting me and helping me at Curl Fest. I used to do big events by my motherfucking self, and it was terrible. The more support that I get, the better my systems, the more I can sell, the more I can grow. And Because uh, I was selling them denim jackets, baby. Listen, army fatigue. I was like, this is custom. Okay. <laughs> that was you your line. This. Every five minutes, this I heard her say, "Yeah, they're da da da." It's because they're custom, and I was like, "That's right." Because they are custom. <laughs> Every each one I said, is this unique. Is a, one of and, a kind. And you and nobody else is going to have this jacket. You're and everybody needs. Oh, it wasn't denim? Excuse me for army fatigue. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs a good army fatigue. Okay. 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 All right. Well, wait. Uh, before wait, I have one more question. Oh. One more question for you, because I want to end on a really positive note and celebrate this past weekend and the wonderful community that we saw being built at Crowfest. What was your favorite moment of Crowfest? <laughs> My favorite moment at Crowfest was after you sold those Army Fatigue jackets to two women. They were super <laughs> hype, and they were really hyped to have been introduced to the Sable Collective. And, you know, we're chopping it up. And I look up and this woman just starts tearing up. And her friend's like, what's wrong? What happened? And she was like, I don't know. I just I just start feeling really emotional for some reason. It's like, we're here. I get to buy from these, like, businesses. And, like, I've never been here before. And I was like, it was a very sobering moment for me. I was like, oh, this shit is big. They doing this big time. This is deep, deep. This is big, big. Wow. So, yeah, it it was really, that was sweet. That was a really sweet moment. How about you? Mine was when there was um, a thick girl. She was thick now. And she came over and she immediately went to those army fatigue jackets. Everybody was like, (gasps) look at them. Um, and she was like, yeah, but they're not going to have my size. And I overheard her and I said, uh, uh-uh. I said, they, she goes up to a three X in them. And she said, for real? And her eyes just lit up. And I know that feeling. I know that feeling of shopping for clothes, of being a 12, 14, 16 and feeling rejected when you go into a store and they don't ever have your size and you can't fit the clothes and it it really just feels like a rejection. And she was so happy when she put that jacket on and that jacket fit her. And I went and uh, talking about sisterhood, I went to the booth next door because we forgot the the full length mirror and they forgot their their phone charger. So I was I said, okay, uh, you can have my phone charger while if as long as we can <laughs> share your mirror. I went and got that mirror. And showed her, and her face just lit up, and she was like, "I'm buying this." And she, I could tell, she just felt so good about herself, and she felt included. And 
it made me feel really good. Yeah. It, it really did. It made me feel really good. So shout out to the Sable Collective for that. Sable. For carrying them sizes, honey. Keep carrying them now. Yeah. Because we need them. We need them. We need these spaces. This is the resistance. This is how we fight. This is how we get big. This is how we get free. Because Damn, it's child. it's not just having the spaces. It's the spiritual and emotional work that that has to occur in order for these spaces to be sustainable, in order for them to continue to be supported, in order for us to like grow and really see each other. And most importantly, see our motherfucking selves. God damn it. Shit. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Oh, we went off today. You was going off, homie. You was out was here. I? Yeah, I could see your head was probably flipping around. Your curls was probably going everywhere. I even sat up. <laughs> I even sat up, girl. S- curls was sticking to your face and shit. Child, if I ain't had this raggedy bun, it would be. <laughs> that, my hair is sticking to my face because I have to turn the AC off in order to record this bitch. I'm hot. You see what we do? Can we hang up? I need to turn this AC back on. I'm hot. I'm sweating. Child. All right. Well, everybody, there's so many ways to support one another. Check out Maori Black Star Film Festival. A lot of docs are created by black women. Please, I need to have my community in terms of being radical for August as I prep for my marathon that kicks off September 19th. Aren't you, wait, aren't you doing crowdfunding as well? Bitch. Yeah. Yeah, that's another way I'll be asking for support. Um, well, talk about it. No, no, that'll be coming. That that's going to be coming. Um, but yeah, that there will be a time that I listen. I need this. I never did this before. This shit is crazy. But and the you are one of the only black female owned in the whole black woman owned. No more female. We ain't dogs. I learned that. Black, yes, black woman-owned businesses up in that motherfucking gallery. So we are with H&M and Bath and Body Works and whatever the hell they be having in malls. And then you turn and and then you see You are a small business owner. Shanti is making space for you to be next. Support that. So, yeah, if you produce products such as jewelry, clothing, housewares, artwork... Let's let's get it. And that is the Sable Collective. S A B L E Collective. And you can hit me up at gmail.com as well. Um Yeah. Yep. This is a Amen. space for us to explore our narratives of joy, beauty, and wellness. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, um, Antida, I love you. And I'm so excited for your trip and all the growth that you're about to experience. And I implore that you take it easy and take it all in. And don't turn down any white kind men with blue eyes. Girl, bye. Come on. (laughs) And with that. We are getting off the soapbox, child. I was high today. High up there. (laughs) All right. Bye. I'm out. Shanti doesn't like saying it. Goodbye. But I'm out. Bye.
You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. Very <laughs> good. Sheep don't run with lion. Snake don't swing with monkey. I can't talk for too long. Got too much go to try on. Jealousy. Don't you jealous me. That's that jealousy. Don't you jealous me. That's that jealousy.